Hello, everybody. Welcome to your wrong. Say, Matt, what is everybody wrong about today? Cover songs. What what you think are good cover songs? Um, and because we're going to talk about such a, a easy, simple topic to cover, uh, we invite along a couple guests. Um, they've turned into so far our regular music guests. We have uh, cover connoisseur Nick. Hey, it's me. And we have still an actual musician, RJ. Hey, what's up? Um, so we're going to talk about our favorite and our least favorite cover songs. Um, I'm going to get one right out of the way so so no one can talk about it because I think it's so obvious at how good it is. And that's Faith by Limp Bizkit. I think we can Go all fuck agree yourself. Go fuck yourself. Song of all time. Yeah. What is wrong with think- you? Well, that's like pretty cemented as number one, so we don't even need to talk about it. Yeah. Jesus Christ. We've all agreed that it's the best. Okay, great. Um, Is it too late for me to get out of this one? uh, No, you're stuck here. I would like to disclaim that with it is not the best. It is not good. Um, Who knows if we'll talk about it. But uh, let's actually start talking. Uh, Luciano, what is your favorite and why? So as we've discussed before, and I mean outside of podcasts, but I have a lot of favorites, but... I, the one I picked is uh, System of a Down's version of Snowblind. And I, to me, the reason why that is one of the best, if not the best cover, is because, well, first of all, for me, it is a band I like covering a song from another band I like. So that's a win-win. And also, it's not just a copy of the original. It's almost like System of a Down ran Snowblind through like a, a filter like a audacity filter and, and said system of a downified this thing. And that was, that's what came out is it's different enough. And it's still like a, an homage and it's such a good song in its own right. So that's, those are the kinds of things I think make good covers is, you know, obviously take a song, whatever it is and make it into a good song, whether it was already a good song or a bad one. And, but make it yours. Don't try to just copy the original. If I wanted to listen to the original, I would listen to the original. So in a nutshell, that's why I chose that one. I could have chosen tens of others, honestly, because I love covers, good, well-done covers. But I, I think that was a good showcase of a very good, very well-done cover. Nice. Uh, RJ, do you want to tell us your pick? I uh, picked uh, Bulls on Parade performed by Denzel Curry. So and, good. Uh, absolutely. Every time I listen, I listen to that vi- or watch that video, I'm just like head banging along all the way through. Uh, Denzel stayed true to the original, and he's currently raging against the machine that's keeping his people down. It's very, very topical at this point in time. Um, as far as changes to the song, it he didn't really change much. He just added his own verse to replace the guitar solo. And speaking of guitar, like the stellar performance from the band as well. So. Man, that shit's so good. Nice, that's a good good choice. Uh, Nick, do you want to tell us yours? Yeah, I uh, I so I listened to a bunch of covers to kind of prepare for this episode, and uh, I think like before I started doing that, I kind of had some ideas of you know what some covers that I liked, but in terms of one that I think is is like critically good along some of the lines you uh, you guys already put up. Um, there's that Charles Bradley cover of that Black Sabbath song, Changes. Um, that was something that just flew totally under the radar for me until I started like looking for stuff. Um, 
and that one i think he kind of he kind of nails on a on a bunch of levels like number one it's obviously transformative right he takes um kind of like the the heavier rock black sabbath song and changes it into more uh i, I don't want to say like funk but it's more of like a like a like a soulful song um and uh number two i think luciano you made the point about like taking that thing like connecting with it and then turning it into yours uh in the the interview where he he goes and and talks about it uh he talks about how he kind of like originally didn't want to do a cover of the song and then he uh you know his mom kind of was like really sick and and passed away and then he was listening to the song again he like really connected with it and, and uh uh and i think like that song just kind of i think it was like obviously a really sad time but it just it hit at the right time for him to turn it into something like really special um so that would probably be mine uh matt go ahead and play that in post right now <laughs> yeah um i can already okay, tell yeah, you guys so that you guys we, just got to hear matt uh play we that didn't post. get that That's license what the song sounds like sorry we didn't get that license um oh, okay i'm sorry uh how about you Matt? Bad. um yeah it's it's i guess it's in a similar vein that, that nick's talking about and i kind of jumped between a couple um as sort of my favorites and i settled in with uh, mad world by gary jules and the other one i was kind of thinking about was um oh god my brain's failing me now it's the oh um, that's such a good song yeah my brain's failing yeah me yeah now. thank you that's great no um I, i'll come back to the other song that was similar but and i think the reason why i really like this one is um I, I had to go back and watch and listen to the Tears for Fears version of it, which is the original. And they don't do a bad job. Tears for Fears is actually a pretty good band. Um, it's just a little the Gary Jules the Gary Jules version just really hits the way he does it. Really hits the the somber uh, aspect of it, the the sort of the sadness, and it the, the sort of shift to the slower version really makes it hit home better than the tears for fears one does it's it's still transformative right and like that's yeah that's that yeah and like the the tears for fears one does have a bit of that melancholiness to it but it's kind of lost in that 80s synth pop yeah when the pop like 80s drums like are just always chugging and this guy's like singing about the somber mad world is just like wait what something's up there yeah yeah and I think I'm more used to that version than I am to the Tears for Fears one. And then I went back to listen to it when we were prepping for this. And when he says, you know, uh, the uh, the best dreams I've had are the ones where I'm dead or, you know, whatever the lyrics are. And there's that, that upbeat sort of happy synth that, like, that doesn't even match. Like I don't, I it, it's such a better, not better is not the word. It's such a more, it feels a lot more, proper to the lyrics the way the gary jules did it than than the original one that's at least to me right can i can i ask a question about that that like the gary jules version i don't know if this is the right time we're still introducing that's uh, fine go ahead each one so do you think that the gary jules one kind of kind of loses like i almost i almost feel like part of the intent for the tears for fears one is like putting those type of lyrics behind that synth pop uh that synth pop like fun beat as like a type of irony to hey there's all this sadness in the world but like we keep just writing pop songs it you know what be, i mean yeah. and, and i almost wonder if like the gary jules ones loses that piece i mean i think that that's going to be true with any cover like your your pick of of uh, changes with, from charles bradley first of all i didn't even know that i had heard it until i heard the the chorus 
Uh-huh. And it's on the opening of Big Mouth. That's that's the opening song of Big Mouth, the the cartoon series for Netflix. Okay. And I was like, what the hell? I, I didn't even realize, right? And yeah. and I think if you hear, like you said, he has an interview right before on the video that we watched, and he's talking about his mom and how you know it hit home with him when he was about to lose her because she was very sick, and then she he lost her, and then you know he says the second verse really really hard and but it made sense to me that kind of stuff but like the original song is obviously about a breakup in a romantic relationship right uh-huh. so yeah. i think i think that what you said makes sense about uh matt's pick for 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 mad world but i think yeah. that's going to be true for any cover because you're going to lose the original intent i guess unless you copy it and then yeah i you know something I mean? something like i don't know something sits with me with that one where it's almost like and it, Matt, i don't mean to criticize or anything but it's just like i almost feel get off like my it, podcast it, yeah you should criticize <laughs> oh yeah wait a minute that's why i'm here i almost <laughs> yeah. feel like in in the case of the the black sabbath versus the the charles bradley one he it's going from it's going from like one meaning to another meaning right yeah and and that's kind of just like it's transformative but it doesn't lose depth if that makes sense I, but, well, I think I think going from transforming it in that way, changing the emotional impact, not changing the arrangement of the song, is is sort of key uh, in what you're doing, right? And mm-hmm. and I think um, the, the is it Charles uh, Bradley? You said yeah, Charles Bradley. Yeah, yeah, that's Charles right, yeah. Bradley's version from from Black Sabbath. He he transforms the emotion and he transforms the music, but it's it's in it's in pursuit of the emotional transformation, right? It, sure. that's, that's what makes it powerful versus, you know, there are plenty of, of cover songs and I can bring back faith as an example where they just changed the sound to change the sound. They didn't have, you know, looking for a specific emotional uh, depth to it, uh, uh-huh. you know, yeah, in that yeah. scenario. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, I, I think, I guess all I'm trying to say is like you lose the layer of irony in front of like the meaning of that song, which is like, hey, you know, shit sucks, right? Um, yeah, but I feel they added a different layer to it, or he added okay. a different layer to it. Like, yeah, I think you're right. Like thinking about the original, even if you, if you watch the music video, even more so, because it seems like they're all like happy go go lucky and and jumping around, and then the lyrics are so somber. Yeah, but I think the the gary jules one adds the layer of like look at how sad this still is this is a cover everybody knows is a cover they've sung this 10 20 years before i did and this is still a mad world sure okay yeah yeah and they in their changes they brought the emotions and the lyrics to a different place and i feel like that's one of the balances that a musician has to find when they're doing a cover. It's like, oh, do you want to be conservative and keep things mostly the same? Or do you want to go somewhere? And they took it somewhere that's like really, really fitting. Just like removing those drums and replacing it with like just slow piano really worked. Like it just works so well. Yeah. I would like to point out the other song I was thinking of was Hallelujah. Uh, You know, the difference between Leonard Cohen's version and Jeff Buckley's version. It's very similar in that. And the, the versions are kind of the original versions are slow but not completely slow, um, and then then the, the both Jack Buckley and and uh, Gary Jules really slowed it down to to sort of convey that that extra level of emotion that was sort of missing from the original versions. 
that's yeah, that's I mean, the other one I was thinking about. The Mad World one was definitely so sad it made me buy Gears of War. So, <laughs> got you. Nice. Hey, listen, that's why I love that song, not because of Donnie Darko, it's because of Gears of War. Yeah, I actually like that song because of Donnie Darko. But you know, you're I, a monster. I know. So if we were to, we were to talk about let's talk about this the ones we we thought were the worst because I think that helps hit our points home. Well, what's the sure. best? So I'll, I'll go first. Um, the one I thought was the worst for me was Madonna's cover of a uh, Don McLean's American Pie, and and the reason why I think it's the worst, <laughs> if you know, one one of the, there's lots of reasons, but one of the reasons is she completely dissolves the emotional roller coaster that song puts you on, and into a poppy, lazy song that has none of the feel of of the original. And and she she transforms the genre for no purpose. It doesn't need to be danced up, um, and it takes away the that sort of the pace change of the song, the 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 sort of the cresting and and the falling of of the music. You know, it's a long song, but she also chops it in half, so it just becomes this weird piece of her saying lyrics over some dance beat that loses all of its impact and luster. I don't understand if it was intentional or not. But I got the same irony as I did from T- the Tears for Fears version of Mad World, where it's I, just like, there's all this, you know what I mean? Like, I, I think I you're don't, giving her a lot of credit, Nick. <laughs> I don't know if like, maybe I don't get it. I don't understand what the the meaning she was trying to convey with that cover is, but it struck me as like, hey, here's like kind of like the you know the end of the American dream. It's like really depressing, and then she's just dancing on the side. Yeah. Did you yeah. watch the video for that, or did you listen to it without the video? I watched the video, and that's where I got that from. Like she's literally the... like d- just yeah. chill, just hanging out, dancing with the American flag on the side, and I'm like, I don't. That's not what that means. You know? I think there's a theme. We're all gonna talk about ours, but I think there's a theme in the ones that we picked for the most part that it is whoever is covering a song completely lo- like not understanding or not grasping the meaning of what the song was supposed to be. And I think that's what happened there with her. I don't hate that version, probably because it was the first version of American Pie I've ever heard in my life. You're wrong about music, period, but because you think that song is not bad. I, fuck you. But I, <laughs> I, uh, I went to hear, uh, to listen to the original one. And having done that, yeah, like what Matt said, I think is is spot on. Is like she completely like posterized, like like posterized it in in the sense like there's no real emotion to it. It's just her talking about pies. So I mean, I can see why you hated that. <laughs> but like, um, I will say this: I think Weird Al Yankovic captured the feel of that song better in in the Star Wars version of it than she did in her version of it yeah so oh, i gotta um, listen to that one all right yeah <laughs> so, okay so luciano like, i mean okay where, uh yeah. so for me i had a short list of like maybe four or five that i was looking at but i had to go with hillary duff's version of my generation from the who i just fucking hate that version so much so she picks this song talking about an entire generation and how you know, that was a very early The Who songs and they were, this was like in the late 60s and they were like going through very, very transformative times all around the world. And, he, and you know, they were singing, like, Pete Townsend wrote 
about, you know, representing a generation and being part of a generation that feels ostracized and, and, and looked down on. And so it has this really like disjointed way that Roger Daltrey sings it, which he fucking butchers completely. And they take one of the best parts of the song. And I think this is going to hit RJ or probably it did hit RJ when he listened to it is John and Twistle's bass line on that song is amazing. And they replaced oh, yeah. it with a fucking synth. I'm like, oh, yeah. and, she, and she changes the lyrics to, I hope if instead of, I hope I die before I get old, she says, I hope I don't die before I get old. Like, what the, f- did you, what the hell? Like, it makes me so mad. That's the, <laughs> dumbest change i've ever heard of yeah yeah and, and it's it's such a the, she took a song that has this meaning and that carried a meaning throughout the 70s really like because it got played again and again and again everywhere and all the time and she i don't know i when the first time i heard about it i was like oh maybe it's just trying to bring it forward to like the current generation feeling the same way because that's what i hear from the youngins that they feel the same way and okay boomer yeah Thanks, Nick. And then, like, she just completely, she completely removed any emotion and any soul and any any meaning that the song has to make this, like, happy, jump up and down, dancey piece of shit. Like, like, anyway. Do you have to not listen to the lyrics to enjoy that song? Is that how it works? I don't even know if you like, can. Like her version. I don't think you can enjoy the version. Think, if I, you mean, have, you her, know. I think her version is kind of, like, First of all, I think that the message from the original song still applies today, and it will apply for any generation that comes up. I agree. Right? Um, but I think there are, like, themes, and and the construction of the song is, is, is reductive more than transformative or additive. Um, so, like, you're, you're kind of removing, like, layers or meaning yeah. rather than, than transforming them or adding them, if that makes sense. So it's like... You're like I think a couple. You gave a couple really good examples of, uh, hey, you know, I I hope I don't die before I get old. It's like okay, fine. You're changing the lyrics. What does that turn that into now? What does that transform into? Or what are you adding to that? But yeah. it instead it's more of like, okay, well you're actually taking away meaning that was there before, right? Yeah, it's just like I don't know, pandering. I don't know what that even was. Why would you change that? I don't, I don't know. And, and part of it is, is probably like, maybe we don't understand what she was trying to get across. Right. Um, I don't know that I want to understand. Sure. It's it's up to her to get across the right message. Right. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, So for me, like on that topic, like I don't like Hilary Duff must've been like a young teenager when she was singing this. Right. Yeah. So if there is, if, if I got to throw blame at somebody's feet, it's like the, whoever's in charge of like the record label, like, producing That's this a album very good point it's very yeah. likely that miss duff just got like a list of songs like here learn these songs and we're gonna have mm-hmm. these sessions and then like boom this is just like low effort mass-produced sugar pop machine at its finest that's a good point like are you point, are you yeah. as a musician responsible for the, the music that you put out if you have a producer like my hunch is that you have some control over like the singles that you want there but let's say oh, they want like a 10 or 12 song album or something, but you only got eight. Now they have choices about like, all right, what are we going to throw in there to like pad this thing? It's very likely that like the songs that we're hating on today are that filler. 
Yeah. I know that I had on my list a few like live versions that, that, you know, the artists themselves thought of doing um, while on the concert or whatever that in that case, I think it's more on them because they chose it. And, and then what right. happens is like they're that, adults and they can choose these things. Yeah. But like, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. For the most part, I think so. Well, yeah, that's what I'm wondering is like, is like how much creative fame. control do you have? Well, so before we get too far down this road, let's get everybody else's. Um, yeah, sure. Song they, they didn't like. So, uh, RJ? Right. My worst uh, similar trend to the other is Taylor Swift's take on September by Earth, Wind, and Fire. Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah. it's like. Uh, it's just an a, abomination. Like, I'm not going to, like, I'm going to let other people speak about this one. Like, here's a good quote from the co writer of the tune. Uh, it's as lethargic as a drunk turtle dozing under a sunf- under sunflower after ingesting a bottle of Valium, and it had the build of a one-story motel. Uh, gold YouTube comments: uh, You know this is going to be playing under or during someone's slow dance at their wedding inside a barn. And I didn't know gentrification was a music genre. Wow, so, that's that. That person nailed it. Yeah, yeah, that last one's the best one. <laughs> Yeah, I I think it's the same thing. Like, I think when we were talking about this, you know, I think I said something like that you take a soulful, funky song and remove the soul and the funk from it. But what you get left, that's what you get left with. Milk Toast Taylor Swift? Yeah, if if that. Yeah, like I have a specific thing I hate about the song is that there's this shitty banjo track that plays in the background from the start to finish. It doesn't like started the like a middle of the song it doesn't start at the middle of the verse it's just like as soon as the song starts fucking shitty twang yeah all the way through and it's popular and for these no days, reason too. Uh, it's, yeah it's, rant it's, over does it does it succeed at like at like introducing that song to like a different audience i, I doubt it. it i mean look at yeah. look at luciano he didn't know he hadn't listened to the original american pie version after hearing madonna's right like people don't go look necessarily they just hear a song like yeah it's a good song you know like i knew that mad world was a cover but i didn't know who had made the cover and i just knew that tangentially i didn't realize no no sorry i don't mean i don't mean like i don't mean like the people who listen to that song then went hmm i should go listen to the the original of this song you're right that that probably doesn't happen too much but more of like more of like oh people who listen to country music might now have heard the lyrics to that song you know like you know what i mean i don't know about that one because like if you think of let's say breakfast television in toronto like early in the morning like you will hear earth wind and fire tunes like it's just such it's part of our culture to hear this kind of stuff everywhere and i'd be very surprised but not everyone's culture that's fair i it's just i don't think country music fans actually enjoyed that so i mean they might have heard it but did they care about it did they well and and we should get to nick's choice before we get too far but yeah taylor swift taylor swift busted out of being a country music star pretty we'll call it successfully in terms of commercial Mm. commercialism so you know i don't think we should label it and keep it confined to country music of who's heard or who hasn't heard it's just it's a boring soulless track she covered because reasons all right What's yours, Nick? You know, originally I thought it was a different one, but now that we talked about it, I also hate 
the American Pie song by Madonna. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Give us, give us yours because yours is yours was is a good the, bad one too. There was um, <laughs> uh, there was a William Shatner cover of. Uh, you say it like there's only one William Shatner cover. There's a whole album. Well, I mean, you're asking for my like least favorite one. Right? Yeah. So That's fair. Uh, the Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds track that he he covered was like I didn't I didn't care for it. Uh, I don't understand how it was transformative. It seemed like they took the original song and just added William Shatner's voice to it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think I didn't care for it is the best review it's ever gotten. Like yeah. honestly, yeah, yeah. Um, but but it's funny because that one did nothing to the song, whereas I think some of the other songs we talked about actively removed from the song. Uh, you don't think William Shatner? Shatnering all over the lyrics while talking over the music is removing something from the song. <laughs> um, they removed I, the Beatles. That was a big removal. Yeah, sure. yeah, but I think you guys also know what I mean, right? Yeah, but I I think it does like that's a self indulgent thing for him, for sure. Like it was like, oh, I'm this huge guy, this huge artist. I can do whatever I want, and people are gonna love it. And I have this idea that I think is great, but it's actually just like moist shit but i'm still gonna put it out so sure it, but but it, it's it's just a different person singing the same song whereas well, some of the other songs are different people singing a different song i have, of which I have is to, less impactful sorry i have to interrupt you and, and just put a disclaimer out that i don't think shatner was singing yep so, yes, I, was, I was gonna say the same thing there's that <laughs> uh uh okay replace this when i said singing with talking yeah okay so i think I don't. So this is good, this is a good segue to go into like talking about the whole thing. So like RJ said, uh, the 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 version he picked for Bulls on Parade from uh, um, Denzel Curry. Sorry, um, it didn't really change the song too much, right? Right. But the the only addition was thing. like a verse. Yeah, which which actually fits that song really well. Mm-hmm. Um, I still prefer, obviously, Tom Morello's solo, but I don't think it detracts anything. But it's it's not, like, super transformative. It's just someone, like RJ said, someone who's living that kind of stuff in the flesh, putting it out there and, and putting their own emotion into just singing the song, right? I don't think it has to change necessarily to, to be a good cover. My favorite covers usually do what you were talking about, Nick. Like, you know modified the song in a way like changes the emotion behind it change the way that it sounds whatever it is and still makes it a good song but i don't think it's necessarily something that you have to do to make it into a good cover okay i just yep. i just listened to machine gun uh, machine gun kelly's cover of uh killing the name the other day and it's the same thing like he just puts all of his energy into it and i think it's still a, an, an amazing cover uh-huh yep I think I think you have to be careful with that sort of the idea that you're going to change the song and that's going to make it better. Not just the Madonna to American Pie thing, but there was that rash of in like the last two or three years. I think we've gotten past it, but movie trailers would just take a song from, you know, maybe the early 2000s, maybe the 90s and just slow yeah. it down. Yep. Slow it Always. down, take... add the Inception foghorn and yeah. you have to go. And, and yeah. it's like, you're like uh, sometimes I did it and it was really impactful and effective, and a lot of times it was just, I know that song, cool. I guess I like this movie, and then you think about it for a second. It's like, wait, why'd they do that to that song? They didn't need to. Like, 
Like, what is the movie not good? Are you trying to trick me? <laughs> yeah, uh, like I again, uh, we were talking about this, and uh, there was this that uh, trailer for Magic the Gathering, uh, some expansion pack or whatever it was, and where they took in the end from Lincoln Park and slowed it down and did kind of that. I thought it fit the mood of the song very well, the lyrics very well. So that's a good example, I would say. But I see what you mean. There's a lot yep. of a lot of the times it's just like, oh look, references, but like no real meaning behind it. Yeah, I think I think you're right. That one was was well done, and I'd, I'd have to go look to pick out ones that were bad. It's just I it mean, just became so ubiquitous. That was the problem. That song is that I mean exactly what we were talking about did exactly that. It took like a trope, and it was like we're gonna turn the song into that trope, right? Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. it did do that. Yes, yeah. And like I, there's a, a couple of songs that I like uh, as covers, um, and that's because they took a song that I don't necessarily like because of the genre or because of who sings it or whatever, and they turned it into a genre that I like and and made it better. Uh, so Hailstorms band, they they have a, a habit of releasing like cover EPs and. One of the, my favorite cover of them that they did was Lady Gaga's Bad Romance. And they turned it into this sort of like, met, it's not really like punk metal. Is it new metal? No. It's old yeah, is metal. this like no. Alien Ant Farm does Michael Jackson? Like, is exactly. that kind of? Yeah, same vibe. Is, yeah. Isn't that new metal? That one oh, is new metal. Hailstorms yeah. Hail is a little less. It's more like classic metal, or that's the vibe they're going for. So, again, it's, it's again running, like I said, with uh, Snowblind, the, the way that System of a Down did. It's kind of running the song through sort of, a, of, a, of a, an effect somewhere, like a, a filter that changes how it comes out. And I think those are really, those are usually really good if the artist is good. And then it doesn't really matter if they took a song that I like and did that, or they took a song that I don't like and did that. Um, it's usually come out, which actually, let me ask you guys a question. What is, what is worse? Um, taking a good song and making a bad cover out of it, which is basically what we're talking about without the ones that we picked, or is it taking a bad song and then making it actually worse? Can you give me an example of a bad song made worse? I want to listen to this like musical catastrophe. I, I can't pick one off the top of my head. I can find you some. Please. But, but I remember a few years ago listening on the radio somewhere when I was in a restaurant when that was a thing, you know, going out in public and being with people. Um, I was in a restaurant somewhere and I overheard a version. Oh, I think it was a, a Ellie Goulding song that they turned it into like EDM. I, I'll find it for you. But it's like, I was like, the original song is already kind of meh, and then they kind of made it worse. I was like, I didn't even know it was possible to make that worse. But here we are. Yeah, I don't know if taking a dance song and making it Euro dancey is a cover. I don't know what to call that, but because they don't, it's not like they're getting someone new to sing it. They usually just take like, in the case of Ellie Goulding, it's just her singing. It's just like right. different music in the background. Yeah, and they just and a remix of it. Yeah, I and it's like I don't want to get into the definition, but I think that's more of a remix than a cover that's song. True. But that's true. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, it does raise an interesting question of like, you know, I think most of the cover songs that are done that go from good to great, 
is there you know is there a case that we can think of off the top of our heads that take a song that was not good and make it great and like the one that comes off the top of my head and i don't have a lot of experience with it but uh i will always love you the cover by whitney houston versus dolly parton you know mm-hmm. the dolly parton one i'm just like i don't i don't care at all like and, and maybe that's because i don't like country music but but are there other cases that you guys know of that it's like this was a bad song and now it's really good because of the cover well i i not have really. some, but i'll let everybody else talk no, I like when I think of good covers, it's usually, uh, eh, I don't, hmm. yeah, I can't get any off the top of my head right now. I don't, I, I don't know of any where I'm like, this song is this, I don't like this song. And now, oh, I like this song. I can think of songs where I'm like indifferent to it or I'm like, oh yeah, it's whatever. And then I hear a different one and I'm like, oh, this is a great song now. Um, like some examples of that for me are like, I th- so I think Luciano might crucify me, but like the, that changes song, the Black Sabbath version, I'm like, eh, it's whatever. Uh, and then listening to the Charles Bradley one, I'm like, oh, this is a really good song. Uh, um, not, I don't disagree. Changes isn't by any means the best, or even it's close also like to the, the best. least Black Sabbath Black, Black yeah, Sabbath song. So, right? so Black Sabbath started as a blues band right right way in the beginning and you can hear the blues influence on almost everything they've done so i guess charles bradley just making it more bluesy and less metal or less hard rock because that song really isn't metal i think yeah. it just brings out the soul in the in the song i'm not gonna say that i necessarily think it's better but it's at, at least as good as the original to me sure um so like i've never I've, i don't know of many that go from like bad to like bad to great i mean we can always go back way back in the past and like talk about Twist and Shout, which is a cover. But you know, Beatles didn't write that. It's a cover. And it's if you listen to the original and it's very like blah. And the the, the Beatles version is amazing. So I, I'm sure there are a lot of examples that we don't even know of of that. Well, I, I think I think, you know, to the point I know I asked the question, but I think the challenge is that if it's a really bad song no one hears it or cares about it right also like bad to who and good to who that's right? a good point yes it's yeah. got to be popular to some degree for it to get covered if, if it's just not popular because no one likes it then no one would cover it because you know it wasn't good in the first place so covering it doesn't you know part of the thing of covering it is you're trying to give it a new new mix and attitude but you've heard the song and you appreciate the song and you just take a new take on it but if you've never heard the song to begin with how could you possibly cover it, right? Yeah, and that's why, like, I think your original, I think Luciano, your original question was, like, what's worse, going from a a great song to a bad song, or, like, a bad song to a worse song? Yeah. Um, My initial thought was, like, it doesn't matter. Like, it doesn't, <laughs> it kind of doesn't matter, because it's, like, you're, you're, at the end of the day, either, like, it, it's so, like, musical taste is so, uh, it belongs to the individual, that it's, like, either you're going to like the song, or you don't like the song. And it kind of doesn't matter where it came from. And like, it doesn't matter if it, <clears throat> excuse me, turns from a good song to a great song. Or I, I yeah. guess you're right. Like, I guess I agree with you more because it's like, what, what does it mean, you know, to be a better, like, what, I, cause I asked what, which is worse, but worse to whom, like you said, yeah. I, I guess that that's probably the wrong question to ask. So like, if you said like worse to, to yourself, then my answer would be like, I don't care whether it's a good song or a good song to a bad song or a bad song to a worse song. Because at the end of the day, the songs that come out of it, I'm either going to like or not like, you know? That's fair, yeah. But it's it's still objectively possible to take a good song like September 
and just like <laughs> strip everything good out of it and add nothing to it. It's just like bad musicianship. You're, yeah. you're totally right, but I guarantee you there's someone on this planet that thinks that's not Taylor Swift that thinks that song slaps. Oh, for sure. Well, let me, let me toss in the title and of this podcast wrong. here and say you're wrong because it's wrong. Like, if you think that slaps, <laughs> you probably should stop listening to music. I, I kid, but like, it's, it's, you're right. Everyone has their own opinions and, and are welcome to it. But, but I wonder what that person would think after hearing that Taylor Swift song and being like, I'm going to get married to that song. And then sure. they hear the Earth, Wind, and Fire version. What do they think? Like, what that is their, that it what's their process? Old. That it sounds old. I, uh, I it's, heard a it's lot too of, groovy. Ugh. No, no. Honestly, like when I was growing up, um, I usually my my uncle was one of my f- main musical influences. So I listened to a lot of like '70s stuff when I was growing up in the '80s and the '90s. And my sisters both complained that the songs I listened to sounded like, oh, it sounds so old and. Like they weren't even paying attention to the actual song. They just didn't like the way that it sounded because it was not like modern and spruced up and whatever. So a lot of people I think are going to say, oh, it sounds so dated and old. I don't like this. Regardless of the fact that it actually has something behind it other than, you know, just an, an, a desire to make money, I guess. So I, I like I would agree with you in my heart of hearts that people that think that song slaps, especially people that think that song is better than the original should stop listening to music. But that's a really that's a really dangerous opinion to have, because yeah. you're basically saying that people can only listen to music and enjoy it if they're educated about it, right? No, I'm just saying they should just listen to music if they have good taste. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I listen, Nick. I get where you're coming from, and I, I understand what you're saying. But you know, part of the whole point of this podcast is to poke fun at people and and yeah. And yeah I mean, you guys are wrong, things. and I'm telling you, right? Yeah. And and we think you're wrong, and we're going to tell you. So so right. So at, at a high level, people can can think what they want about the songs they listen to, um, but I think it's it's there has to be some control over not control, but like some some level of saying, hey, maybe I shouldn't cover this. Maybe this isn't the right thing to do because because while you're covering someone's song, you're taking their art and you're doing something with it. And and if you you take it and I wonder how those artists feel when you take that song and you take it from something that has, you know, a soul to it and you make it sort of a bland song that loses the, the impression. Like, you know, I can say that uh, mad world was better by Gary Jules, but I wonder how tears for fears thought when their song was taken. Like the, the, the classic example is, is hurt, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When Johnny cash covered hurt, and Trent Reznor is like, well, fuck, he did that way better than I did. Yeah. Um, but do all artists think that when a cover is done and it's good? Or yeah. so I'm, I, I, I just want to make sure right. I understand. Like, are we now talking about less about whether a person is allowed to listen to music or not, and more about, hey, you probably shouldn't have did that cover because you made the original artist feel bad? Well, I, I feel like Matt's point is more about respect. Like, for a musician to take another musician song and perform it in their own way. I feel like you should show some respect to whoever made that music in the first place. Okay. And it's, it's pretty common for musicians to have respect. And like, it's one of the reasons why they would choose a cover is like, Hey man, I like the song. And like, for me, like when I'm practicing some covers that I'm like singing right now, it's like, I chose those covers for a reason that I respect the the artist that originally example, did them. And like they're just Taylor like really Swift. fucking probably played mm. that song because she liked the song and respected the band right 
Sure. Um, it's Maybe. just, but then when it was so. put, when it was put on yeah. a record, it just wasn't done well. It's just poor execution. But I feel like she, by singing those words, has some respect for them. Okay. It's more like, does your execution kind of live up to that level of respect that you've given? I feel is one of the questions or one of the things that I look for when a musician covers somebody else is like, did they give enough of a shit to give it their all? Or to, to oh, do so you're saying to... you're basically saying that in that situation, Taylor Swift didn't care enough. Um, either didn't care enough or something got in the way of doing justice to the song or like maybe her vision is just her vision of the song is just kind of like, all right, this is what you want out of it. Like just a simple version like that is what she wanted, but commercially kind of falls flat. Like, I don't know. It's kind of weird because now you're saying that you're only allowed to put covers out if there's up to a level certain, like a certain level of quality, according to the original artist. Right. Well, like you're, you're free to put covers out, but you're, if it's a shitty cover and people start roasting you for it, like, you know, you're allowed that as well. I, I don't think anybody's arguing that we're arguing. It's, it's sorry. What? Like, it sounds like we're talking about, Hey, you shouldn't have put that out. Cause you didn't do a good enough job. Right? No, we're just saying we think these songs suck because we don't like them. I don't think we're getting so into the details of trying to gate who can listen to music or who gets to put music out. I think that's a conversation we're not equipped to have. I Sorry, I must have missed or heard what you guys said then. Uh, we were saying tongue-in-cheek. Like, who okay. gives a shit about what people listen to? Like, it affects me only in the sense that, you know, people listen to shit. I, things I think are shitty and then more shitty things go come out. But, you know, it's my choice not to what not to listen to those things for the most part okay but it's i think it's more about you know to me at least it goes like why why did you have to cover that oh i like the song okay that's that's a very good reason that's the reason why us you know rj is really the only musician here but any of us when we sing or we try to play whatever uh, song that we like that's why we do it because we like the song and we want to just you know take part in being part of it, I guess. I think the problem comes when it's clearly just an attention grabbing or a money grabbing thing. And there's no respect like RJ mentioned or no forethought is just like, Oh, I know that this is going to be, you know, it's going to grab people's attention because it's from a band that everybody likes, or it's a song that's very successful, whatever it is. And, and then that's the kind of thing I think is shitty. But then determining that, you know, did Taylor Swift really like September? Or was it just someone told her, hey, cover this because it's going to make you money. We, we, there's never, we're never going to find that out, right? And so I think what we can do, and which is what we're doing, is what Matt said, is just say, hey, you know, regardless of why you did what you did, you fucked up because that song is shit, at least in my opinion. So that's, you know, it's not about permission. The permission part is not what we like. We not. There's no nothing we can say here has bearing on permission, right? It's just our opinion. And so, I, <clears throat> I wish honestly, in my heart of hearts, like I said, I wish I could just say, "Hey, go have better taste in music." But that's so subjective, and it's such a stupid stance to take. So I don't think any of us is here is saying you're not allowed to listen to the things you like. We're just saying we're going to judge you for it basically well said <laughs> yeah 
I just want to say that we're not here to, uh, yeah, this is, this is purely based on opinion, our opinion. We're not here to gate people from music and I'm sure they have their own opinions and they can have their own podcasts, their own conversations about it. But, um, I mean, I, I spent a whole podcast saying that I think rap is shit and I'm not saying people shouldn't listen to it. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I think most of it can agree you're wrong there. So there's that. I mean, you're all entitled to your wrong opinions. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, so just as a last note, because we're, we're running out of time, um, I I do have a few songs that I have in like in my in the Spotify playlist or whatever that I are covers of music that are songs, sorry, that I don't like that became songs that I do like on the cover. And so like Bad Romance is one example, for example, there is also um, a channel on YouTube, a guy named Leo Moretti, and everybody that knows me has received at one point or another a link to one of his songs. And all he does is covers, and he has taken some like pop songs or even uh, other genres, like even country songs that I really dislike, and turned them into metal songs and and made me really like them. But my favorite of them is picking a song that I kind of like, and then make it into something I really like. So like his version of Feel Good Inc. I already like the Gorillas version. But his version is so good. So that like that to me is the main driver or like the main thing I like about covers is you know making me like songs that I would otherwise not like because of the genre or whatever. So that, to me that's the main advantage. So just like make it metal and you'll love it. Not necessarily, but it's a high likelihood, yeah. I mean, that's, that's basically what's happening here. I don't like country. This song sucks. Oh, Leo covered it's metal now. Song's banging. Yeah, it slaps, as the kids say. Yeah, not all the time, but yes. Yeah, there's a, there's a higher likelihood, a much higher likelihood that I would like it. There's definitely a lot. Yeah, I mean, like, that makes total sense. It's like every single person is, is like, biased or partial to, like, a certain genre, right? And it's like, there is definitely the aspect of, like, oh, you're taking this song from this genre I don't care about and putting it in this genre I do care about. I now like this song more, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Just to drag this out a bit longer, there is sort of a, a subsection where um, they take, there's songs that are taken, like hip hop songs, and they're like just transformed by putting them into like bluegrass or something like that. And I think, I think there's also um, like, I think it's Thunderstruck. Oh, oh, that's a good one. I like that Steven, one a lot. Steven Seagulls is awesome. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and so like, the hard genre shift can work in those scenarios. And I think that's why sometimes Leo's versions of songs are very entertaining is because a hard genre shift makes you think of a song in a different way. And that's entertaining. And, and it, it's not necessarily saying, I mean, sometimes the country version may suck, but sometimes the country version is very valid, but just that hard genre shift is like, Oh, well, that's interesting. Um, and, and that's a, a very different way to cover a song. Let me, let me just get this straight. Did you say you, Matt said that a country song makes sense or is, good is that what you're saying Ooh, this silent. podcast is over um, <laughs> thank you everybody for coming to, to talk today oh boy i never thought i would hear that that's amazing he's never gonna live that down no he's not nick nick is infecting me through the internets i what did i do you were being the very like nice and and everybody's equal and cherry person and it's turned me into a country music lover somehow that's because everyone is equal no, uh, I'm, I'm did you turn into a country music else. lover or were you just exposed? Like, mm. Dude, I mean, I don't, I like one or two songs. Oh no, 
The yeah, mask right. has fallen. Yo, there are some country songs that slap. I'm not well, partial to the genre, but there's some bangers up. All right, all right oh, let's just... list. Let's list everyone's favorite country song. All right, Matt, go ahead and play them in post right now. Play them all right now. <laughs> I'm gonna get the license for this for sure. Yeah. I, I'm just gonna say this. I grew up in, in Timmins. That's the home of Shania Twain. Oh, that's why. Oh, yeah. that makes what sense. What can I say? That's why you're overexposed. That's why you hate it. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Okay, so let's wrap this up because we can go on forever. Nick, do you have any parting words of wisdom for us? Everyone, uh, music's good. Music uh, should be measured by uh, the emotion impact it has on people, uh, which is going to be very subjective. Um, Enjoy music. That's all. Wow. Nice. RJ? Um. If we're talking about covers, uh, what I said before about respect is like really, really important. If you're a musician that's looking to do a good cover of a tune, like make sure that you perform in it. Oh, God damn it. Fucking lost my train of thought there. Just uh, if you respect the tune, do it well. That's it. Matt? Uh, I think that music is, is awesome. And the reason why we talk about it so much is that it's so impactful to us. A great cover, you know, can be awesome. You know, the the Gary Jews cover of Mad World made Gears of War 3 have emotional stakes and value to me. It's the first video game that ever gave me some emotional feeling as I played through it. And that was primarily because of the song they chose. And that was a cover of, of a song. Um, and so it's, it's great that music can do that. Um, and I think you should always argue with your friends about their musical tastes because, well... You might insult them. You're also probably going to open them up to new stuff and they're really going to enjoy it, except for Cobra who hates rap for some reason. Yeah, or you might get them into country music. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Well, for me, um, I, I I think I've said it before, but just to summarize, I, I like, the main reason I like covers is either to listen to a band that I, or an artist I already like doing something from another artist that I already like to just get their like thoughts or their spin on it. Um, or to be able to be exposed to music I wouldn't normally like, but then is made in a way that I end up liking. Um, so it's just, it's just a good, I agree with RJ, you know, respect is important because, you know, whoever put the original out had, you know, a reason and had an emotional attachment to what they did. But, <clears throat> It's good to be able to experience that kind of music um, in a way that wasn't the originally intended one if it's done in a in a good enough way, subjective as it is. Unless you're Limbiskin, in which case I don't know why they put any of their music out. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, I think we've covered this topic really well. I didn't mean to say cover, but you know, here we hey. are. All right, good one. Yeah. Hi-yo. Hi-yo. <laughs> if uh, if you'd like to contact any of us um you can do it by sending an email to your wrongcast at gmail.com please figure out how to spell your wrong in order to email us that's on you uh for now i'm matt i'm luciano and we're also here with rj and nick so thanks guys for being here yeah it's good to be here man matt go ahead in post-production play that outro thanks buddy and outro